Welcome to this week's episode of Eye of the Swarm, your deep dive into anything and everything related to Yellow Jacket Athletics. With the Big Sound, Matt Johnson, I am John Garber, Season 5, Episode 14, Playoff Time. Playoff Time, yep. Everybody just about is in the playoffs now. Yep. I think. I think, well, almost. Men's wins. Well, technically, there's one team in the playoffs right now. Yeah, technically. But, but uh, everybody is coming upon playoffs. Correct. Or clinch have, their spot. Or yep, yep. And we have four teams that are going to be in the playoffs. Um, we know that much. Probably, anyway. Well, technically, you have six. Yeah. Because don't forget track and field. That's true as well. So, that's true as well. But I mean, over the next couple of weeks, you're going to have six teams <clears throat> in the postseason. Yes. There will be six teams that will be actually competing in the postseason. Although, I, is the UMAC championship, does that count as postseason? Or is that just like yeah, no, the culmination it's, it's not of the season? Well, both. Okay. Ah, yeah, I suppose it could be. Because the postseason is the culmination of the regular season. That's true. So, yeah, it's a little di- I, I've never quite been I think it's sure semantics. How it's, yeah, I, I'm never quite sure how to approach it with, like, cross-country year. Right. Because that's part of their regular, That's I mean, that's part of their season, right? But It, it is. Yeah, yeah but, but, okay. So, anyway. Anyway. Um, yeah, we have a bunch of teams that are going to be playing in their respective postseasons um, coming up here. And spring sports, of course, as we talked about last week are uh, in the throes of their preseason right mm-hmm. now. So, um, yeah, we're in that crossover part of the year. But this is where it starts getting fun for the winter sports. Yep. Um, and to be honest with you, we've got some teams that have put themselves in a really good position. Mm-hmm. And then we've got some other teams that have, have had some a little bit of a struggle down the stretch here. Mm-hmm. So uh, a little bit of everything that's kind of expected, I suppose. Yep. Um, I'm going to start out and just highlight women's basketball. Yep. Um, because they – the performance they put on last weekend was really impressive. Yeah. And uh, they're just continuing to roll right along. I mean, they've won seven in a row now. Um, one loss in the conference going into the final weekend, and they have clinched the number one seed now yep. for the conference tournament. The only question now is if they're going to win the conference title outright. Right. Um, it'll be the first time, I think, since 1819, I want to say. Either that or 1920s. One of those two. I think it's 1819. 1819. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, they their performances last weekend at Morris and at Crown were very, very impressive. Yep. Um, and they're continuing. Especially that Morris game. Yeah, that Morris game was, I mean, that, that was a gut check game for them. Yep. Uh, Morris was the only team that was going to be able to catch them and because uh, they have the tiebreaker over everybody else. And now they have a tiebreaker at Morris as well. They yep. jumped out to a, to a big lead in that game, and then uh, Morris came back. But UWS did enough, like they have been down the stretch to get the win. Um, they were very balanced in that game, and then against Crown the next day, they came out and, and took care of business pretty quickly. Yep. Um, but uh, they're they're playing their best basketball at the right time. Um, and you know, if you would have asked me at the beginning of the year if they would have been, you know, more than likely going to be the conference champions, I would have probably said no. Right. Because um, we weren't quite sure where they were going to be. We knew that they were probably going to be, you know, in the running for a playoff spot. Mm-hmm. But the job that Emily has done. Fantastic. Has been fantastic. And yep. watching them grow, uh, it's still a young team. I mean, they've got one senior on the squad. Right. Um, you know, it's, it's it's been amazing to watch it, really. Uh, men's basketball also did themselves some big favors last weekend. Yes, they did. Um, and, they, you know, they're an interesting squad. And I was thinking about this the other day. You know, they're 16-7 and seven now. Six of their seven losses have come at home. They're undefeated on the road. They're 8-0 on the road this year. Hmm. And 1-1 one and one in neutral court games. So when they're on the road, they have not lost yet. They're 8-0 in road games, which is something you don't see real often. They're no. only 7-6 and six at home. Wow. So I guess I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Yeah. So it they've they've been it's been a little bit topsy turvy, but they they put together two really impressive wins last week and had a really big comeback against Morris on Friday and then they took it to Crown. And that that was nice to see because that Crown team really frustrated them the first time around. Who did they ever? Yeah. And to see them come back, be focused and really go at Crown and really take control of that game in the beginning and not really give it up. Yeah. After that. I was at the table that game and yeah. uh that was a frustrating day. Yeah, that was a very frustrating day and to see that they followed away. Yep. And then uh, and then came back with a measure of of of, of um, revenge. 
that was good to see. So both the basketball teams went a combined 4-0 last weekend. Uh, the women are now one win away from clean the, clinching the conference crown, which would mean, of course, as the number one seed, which they're going to be at home anyway. But Yeah, they, they are the, um, the one. Yeah, as long as they keep winning in the UMAC tournament, they will be at home. Yep. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, possibility of maybe an NCAA, even an NCAA tournament bid in there, knock on wood. I mean, mm-hmm. we've still got a lot, a lot to play here because uh, both those teams, men and women, are going to be playing Martin Luther and Bethany Luther in this coming weekend. And, right. Uh, there's more on the line for the men. Yep. Uh, the men right now are number two all alone behind Bethany, who won the conference. And then there's three teams that are seven and five or right around there uh, behind them. So there's, there's still- five teams going after three spots. Yep, exactly. All within a, a, a game of each yeah. other. But so. uh, UWS men are in a good position yes, there uh, to go back to the to the conference. And a good, almost, you know, depending on how things go, they could be at home again. They could be at home. Uh, they could be ho- at home as the two or or the tournament altogether. Yep, depending so on how things go this weekend. So on, there's a lot on lot the line here coming up. Uh, but the women will be at home. And uh, we'll, for more on the playoff game, you can go to the website because we'll find out who the Yellow Jacket women are. We will be hosting in the first round of the tournament. Yep. Um, but uh, so those two teams are in. Women's hockey, big bounce back for them. Yes. Um, finally, the, the, the losing big, streak the is over. The big relief, the... 13 in a row is now gone. record, yep. losing skid is done. And they swept uh, Stevens Point last weekend, yep. which was huge. That they, was really big. And they've got Northland this coming week. But that was, if nothing else, a really big confidence builder for them. They hadn't played poorly for the most part during that streak. No, they, is, they just they, they couldn't they couldn't win. Yeah, they just couldn't get I mean, you and they, I did a couple of their games, and they played well in both the games that we did. Yep. And they still lost those games. There's just, there was always something that, yeah, that so, derailed them a little yeah, bit. Yeah, exactly. So... Uh, two nice wins. They sweep uh, Stevens Point this year. I think it's the first time that's happened in, in a while. In a while, yeah. So mm-hmm. that was nice. Um, they'll, they got Northland this week. Plus, it gave them the tiebreaker on Stevens Point. So, yep. going into this weekend, you know, they need one point. Yep. And they've got two games to get it against Northland. Yep. Northland they need one which, out of six yeah. to to secure the three spot. Yep. Which then they don't have to play in that first round game. Exactly. Exactly. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, men's hockey, opposite end of the spectrum, unfortunately. Yep. And uh, now they have to go on the road to play uh, UW River Falls in the first round. Mm-hmm. Um, you were there. Mm-hmm. Uh, give you a report on the games. They, you know, they they played they played well. Okay, they they really did. I I was frustrated a bit on Friday with some of the stuff I was seeing, but at the end of the day, it was a really good hockey game. Okay, and they played well. They okay. played well enough to win that game. Okay, you know they did. Um, Saturday they played even better. Okay, you know out of the six periods. I think they were the better team in four. Okay. I really do. Uh, and I'm not just being a homer when I say that. Right. Yep. And, I mean, they handily outshot Stevens Point on, on Saturday. Yeah. It, it truly is a game of inches. Mm-hmm. And once in each game, that inch came into play. And, you know, in a not-so-good way for us. And then 15 seconds later, Stevens Point got a goal. And yep. it just happened to be the game-winning goal each time. Yep. So it was, it was a game of inches, but they they haven't they didn't play poorly. They they did not. They played two really good games down there. They went toe to toe with the top team in the conference. Yeah. So if they play each night like they did this weekend, this past weekend, I should say, they'll still win games. Yeah. They can be just fine. They can go into River Falls and win two games if they play like they did last weekend. Okay. You know, because at at some point, maybe I'm wrong. At some point. The, the bounces do even out. And right. This team just hasn't gotten bounces, yeah. you know, for the yeah. last month. Yeah. So, so we'll, we'll see. Yep. You know, so. but it's playoffs. The, the slate is clean, so we don't need to talk about goal droughts and all that stuff. All now, that stuff. Now we reset. It's we a reset. Get, exactly. You, just, you have to play who you have in front of you. Yep. And uh, do the best you can to get the win. Yep. So that's it. 
So men's hockey is officially into their postseason. Uh, women's hockey and men's and women's basketball have one more weekend to go, and then they will be into their respective conference tournaments. <clears throat> Again, all of that will be, sh- uh, you know, all those matchups will be, you know, decided this weekend. Yep. So yeah, stay tuned to the website for all that stuff. Um, you know, and then, you, like you said, you got track and field. Uh, they hosted the Midday Classic uh, this past weekend. Men won three events. Uh, always a big day because it was also Alumni Day. Yep. So, you know, it, it, that, the Midday Classic was always an emotional, um, uh, you know, meet for the team anyway. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, having alumni is also a big deal. So, right. Uh, but the Yellow Jacket men performed well. Yep. Um, you know, and they'll be in search of another conference title. Women will be right there too. So, yep. and it's going to be interesting to see how that all shakes out. Uh, men's women's tennis both played Bethel. Um, the women lost, but the men won. It's a nice win for the men. Yeah, yeah, we beat them six three. Um, and you know, I, I think they're starting to get their mojo back a little bit, a little bit. Um, you know, I had a little bit. The, the first weekend was a little tough, but against McAllister, um, you know, they were able to get a split against Wartburg. Yep. But McAllister's really good. And then uh, you know, to come out and beat Bethel was that's a nice win. Mm-hmm. So that sets them up a little bit. Now they're three and two, and the women are, I think are three and four. three and four now. Yeah, three and four now. So they're you know they're coming right along, and they've got some matches coming up. And um, is there anybody I'm forgetting? No. No, that's everybody? That's everybody. That's everybody. So mm-hmm. that's what happened last week. Um, but, yeah, we're in that fun time of the year. It is. It's, it's a good time of the year. You know, yeah, it's a good time for us as broadcasters. This is where yeah. the rubber meets the road. This yeah, is the fun exactly. stuff. This you is know? the fun stuff that we, that we get to do. And, yep. uh, uh, you know, both John and I have uh, playoff broadcasts coming up. So uh, for more information on that, of course, you can always go to the fan page as well mm-hmm. and go to Broadcast Central. Those games will be added to playoff games. John's already on there. My uh, playoff games or game or games will be added as as we go too. So yep. uh, keep you know if you're looking for broadcast information on that, um, that that's where you can find it. So uh, yeah, you know this is like I said, this is where the rubber hits the road. And uh, but it looks like the women are going to hang a banner. Mm-hmm. Women's uh, basketball team is going to hang a banner. Yeah, at least yeah, well, well at the very least they're going to hang a banner. No, they are hanging one. Yeah, um, but if they get one win this weekend against either Martin Luther or Bethany Lutheran. Uh, they'll win it. They'll clinch it outright. So yep. that's 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 pretty cool. Yep, that is real cool. Yeah, it's the it's been a, a really good two year run for Emily. She's done. Oh a, yeah, she's really done a fantastic job. job. Uh, she should be coach of the year hands down. Yeah, and without a doubt. Yeah, without so. a doubt. So yeah, that was the week that was. That's good. It was a good, a little good, a little bad, but yeah, you know, yeah. Well, I mean, usually you take the good with the bad. <laughs> yep. but there was there was more good than bad. Yes, so, absolutely. Yeah, so, absolutely. Uh, with, the, with that being the case, we'll take. Well, we're more than happy to take it. <laughs> yep. We're going to take a break, and when we come back on Eye of the Swarm, we're going to head out to the softball diamond. Coach Fracker will be joining us, along with a player to be named later. I never know who they're going to have until they actually show up. I know, yeah, show up. Coach Fracker and a player to be named will be joining us in the roundtable segment. It'll be coming up right after this. You are watching Eye of the Swarm. We're back on the roundtable segment of this week's Eye of the Swarm, and it's time for us to move to the the diamond, if you will. Talking softball. It is a diamond. It is a diamond, true. But uh, softball just. Couple of weeks. It's coming. Couple of weeks yeah, away. Coach weeks. Fracker, Ellie Motzel with us, and uh, we might actually get a spring softball season this year. We might. We might. <laughs> Yay! Through all of the um, consternation about the lack of snow and the lack of cold weather, I've never seen both TJ Oaks and Melissa Fracker any happier than they are right now. No, because they were taking ground balls in January. In January, outdoor practice in January. How was that for you, Ellie? I mean, what was it like? Have you ever done that? Yeah, before? have you ever done that before? No, never been outside in January. <laughs> I mean, that we're we're breaking new ground here. Mm-hmm. Now, we still have several weeks to go. Yeah, that's some. Yeah, yeah so still plenty of I don't want to get ma nature to. Step I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves here, but I mean, how wacky is that? Yeah, I got to. I mean, let's let's be honest. This is pretty wacky. Yeah, no, it's I I talked to. 
TJ. I'm like, we deserve this after the last two years. Like, <laughs> please, just a decent winter. I mean, yeah, and it's not just that there's lucky. no snow, right? Yeah. I mean, it's the fact that it's like in the 40s. Uh-huh. It's warm. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's usually we don't get to practice outside till Florida. And the first time we get to do cutoffs on a field is our first game. <laughs> so that's usually how it works. Yep. Um, but yeah, this year we're inside and outside, which has been fun and I think it's also just brings a little bit more energy right to be able to go outside and hit fly balls and ground balls and be able to hit front toss on the field and all that stuff so yeah it's a huge advantage how how much does it kind of advance your training to be instead of waiting till Florida yep. which is still a month away yep to okay you've been outside a couple times already there's a good chance through the end of February mm-hmm. it looks pretty good you're going to yep. be able to go out again so it puts you in a, a much better position heading into those those games down in Oshkosh, which yep. might not even have to be in a dome. I yeah. think it's so true. That would be think a, about that. Yeah. Ah, right? that just blew your yeah. mind. Wow. Well, because I think awesome. they've been even warmer than we have been. They have been, they? Yeah. yeah. And they have a dirt field, but their field's beautiful. It's where we went for regionals this past year, so it is a beautiful field. So who knows? We'll see kind of where it takes us. But I think the combination between the 24 days last year, which was awesome for spring sports, and then being able to get outside, like we've progressed so much faster than we normally have. Um, I think the 24 days was big because we got to continue to be together as a team through the entire first semester. So all of the things that you typically are doing the first two weeks of practice, we got to do the entire semester. So that's been huge. Um, I also think we have a lot of returners and that's kind of made a big difference too. Explain that because I think for the people, it's a big change that came from the NCA. And so explain that what it was and and how the 24 days changed everything. Yeah. So typically we have our traditional and our non-traditional. So the first semester we used to have 16 days that you have to get done in either four or five weeks. So you are cramming in practices four days a week until the middle of October. And then as coaches, we weren't allowed to be with our team anymore. So here you go. I'm with you for four weeks, almost every day. And after that, it's like, sorry, like can't coach you. We can do leadership and academics. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So the NCAA this year uh, made a rule change and I'm so grateful for it. We get 24 days the first semester to use however we'd like. There's some restrictions, how many days per week, or you can roll it over into the next semester. So we used 22 days the first semester and that was once a week for us. Um, Usually there was open gym time without coaches, obviously, but our open gyms turned into actual team practices and we got to just work on little things, just our um, techniques and tiny skills and fundamentals, which was huge. Um, So I think that is a huge piece of how far we've progressed and then getting to get outside has just been a huge boost to what uh, is already an exciting season, I would say, so, yeah. From a player standpoint, how was that different? Um, Well, In the fall, the open gyms were really, like, not there. Like, everyone (laughs) showed up 10 minutes. We hit a little bit, threw a little bit, and then we all left. Um, So, now, I don't know. We just – we were able to start the season in a better spot, and we didn't have to do, like, a whole bunch of conditioning. And, like, oh, yeah, this is how you do a ground ball. Yay! (laughs) We got to actually take ground balls, like, right away. Like, we jumped into it way faster. Well, and I I mean – it's those little things like that that do make a difference because, I mean, at this point last year, they were basically in the field house 
and at this point last year you're looking out the window going we are in here yeah, until and they, April. We don't know when we're going to be able to actually get on a field if right, you know, and actually play on an actual field for a while. So, I mean, that must have been nice to be able to just like have an ability now to actually like I don't want to say it's like game conditions, but at least go outside and play on, you know, get some ground balls on turf, which is, you know, you guys home field is turf. So, it's you know, it, I mean, you guys didn't really, like I said, even play on your own field for, I mean, when, was, when did you have your first practice on your field? April 14th. Okay. Last year. Yeah. yeah. April 14th this year was January, and we got to practice outside in November, too, this past mm-hmm. right. semester. Yep. So, yeah, we were inside for two practices in December, and then we'll, we've been inside for a handful at this point because of just cold temperatures outside. But, yeah, we've had the ability to go in and out basically the entire year, which is just made I think a huge difference just in our ability I mean softball and baseball it's just a individual team sport right so like when the ball is hit to you it is up to you to catch that thing right but then you have to throw it to somebody else Um, so that camaraderie that culture that just togetherness on a field is huge for a team because it's not one person they just cannot possibly do it Um, so we've had a lot of opportunity to work together as a team which I think will come out in the long run so it's it's different at the division three level. This is a long time coming because mm-hmm. division one, there's basically no restrictions, yeah. and you can be with your teams year round. You can have practices, all of that stuff. You don't have to have anything under the veil of leadership, yeah. where you can you can be yeah. with your team. Division two is obviously scaled back a little bit, but they've had much more flexibility in there than division three mm-hmm. has. So yeah. I don't understand why it took so long for division three to get to that point. I mean, I, they're going to throw the, well, the Division three philosophy, and it's yeah, a well-rounded exactly. experience, and it's academic, and I get that. But for a lot of these athletes, they're here to compete, and so. we restrict that so much that it, it, it takes away from the experience as opposed to adding to it, which I think the NCAA for a long time thought, and I'm sure I might get in trouble for that, but well, so be it. There's also, I mean, you, you could, I suppose you could make the argument that the NCAA was trying to scale it back on the D3 level just because they also want there to be some balance, um, you know, between being a student athlete yeah. and being, you know, the athlete side of it, being a student and then also being an athlete. Um, but one of the things I think that I've, you know, and this is one of the things I've got from talking to you and talking to TJ Oaks mm-hmm. about this, is that it actually takes some of the heat off of the athletes a little bit because they don't have to press so hard once they start in the season. Mm-hmm. You know, it gives you an opportunity to kind of feel your way a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, like Ellie said, I mean, we, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, we get in a couple swings, we take a couple of ground balls, you know, just kind of knock the rust off a little yeah. bit. So it gives them a little bit of a, an opportunity also to kind of, kind of, I don't want to say ease in, but it gives them a little bit more leeway in terms of mental preparation and stuff like that, just to kind of, you know, be able to say, okay, you know, I got some swings in the day, I took some ground balls, you know, threw the ball around a little bit, worked on some infield stuff, whatever. Um, so it gives them a little bit less of a hectic schedule. It doesn't, you have to, don't have to cram so much in because you've worked on some, even if it's just like some really basic stuff, it makes it different when you go in the preseason, when you've had extra time, mm-hmm. you know, you know, on top of the fall ball thing, which is, yep. you know, obviously, you know, basically you're running a season without playing an actual quote unquote official game. Um, but it, it kind of gives the athletes a little bit more, I would think a little bit more balance and Ellie, maybe you could speak to that a little bit more than I have, but that for me, that's how I would have taken it as, as even as a player, I would have been like, okay, they've given us some extra time and it's kind of nice just to be able to, even if it's not super long, just to be able to kind of have some time to, you know, be with my teammates and, and, you know, we're not hitting it super hard right now, but you know, just to be able to be with them in kind of an atmosphere where we're, we're getting a little bit of time in. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if that made any difference for you or not, but that's how I would have taken it. Yeah. 
<laughs> and I dynamite think, answer, Ellie. Yeah. yeah. And, like there's a balance, right? And we try to do the first semester schedule, but not add things onto it, right? So we on Tuesdays had leadership and Thursdays were practice. And if for some reason the weather was nice enough on Tuesdays, like we would add practice instead of leadership and go outside. Um, but I think the big thing that a lot of student athletes, and you can kind of answer this question, we're afraid of, it's all of a sudden the coach is going to see the weather's nice and then they're going to want to go outside. And my Wednesday just went into practice instead of having time to do homework. So did it feel like it was impossible to be able to balance like you normally did? Or And Allie's awesome at balancing anyways. But I think that while we had more practices, it was also not as bad because – we went less, we had less in a week. Mm -hmm. So like, I knew that, yeah, you might move it here, but then I'd have time to study where we, where you took it from. It's so like, if we were practicing on Thursday, but you moved it to Wednesday, I still have time on Thursday that you took away on Wednesday. And I think that as the semester went on and it got more stressful in school and all that stuff, we stopped. We weren't, we were just doing like leadership mm -hmm. because it was cold outside. We maybe had one practice inside, it was easier to get through the semester than it was before. Having like softball to be able to kind of come yeah. to and a little break. That too. Well, it does. I mean, sometimes you realize that also when they're stressed out at school, their sport actually is kind of a, an escape. Yep. You know, from if they're stressed out and there's projects happening, you know, um, you know, in Ellie's case, you know, she's a, she's a science person. So you're going to have you know, projects to do and stuff like that. And we talked about that before who went on camera. But, um, you know, there, it, 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 it's a nice breakup because it gives you something to focus on besides, oh, my God, I'm stressed out about this whole next week because I've got tests and I've got, you know, exams, papers, whatever, to be able to play your sport. And that's one of the advantages I think that student athletes do have, mm -hmm. whereas normal students don't necessarily have that. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, so and I think yeah. that is also part of what makes, you know, student athletes, I think, achieve pretty well, or at least our athletic department achieve pretty well in the classroom is that they do have that escape where they can sit there and kind of bond with their teammates over, you know, to say, hey, you know what, we're playing softball today. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. You know, it gives me a chance to kind of get away from this because this week has not been easy. Right. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. And we don't talk about that a whole lot, but that's that's mm -hmm. a big part of it. No, I think it's a huge part of it. Yeah. I think it's a huge yeah. part of it. Yeah. So. What does the season look like? Let's let's go. talk about yeah. it. 2024, away we go. So, yeah, I mean, we open up in Oshkosh like we normally do. I just love that tournament. I think it's great to go down there and play good competition. So game one is Oshkosh great. Like, they're a phenomenal team. They're always a powerhouse in our region. Let's see where we're at, right? That's the kind of the whole point of having non-conference games. Um, and we like to break it up into three parts of our season, right? So the first part is Oshkosh in Florida. Um, and those are 14 games to just really kind of see where we're at and try to figure out our best lineup. I think the exciting thing for us this year, and Ellie can kind of talk to it a little bit, is I think we're deeper than we've ever been, just ability-wise. Um, I don't think it's going to be the same lineup every day. I think it's going to be different and like, okay, like how do this person's pitching and this person's going to play this position? So now how do we get these people in the lineup? So I think it's going to be a lot more – moving around to try to balance our offense and our defense, um, which I think are going to be strong this year. So I think that'll be exciting. Um, so the first part of the season is really using those 14 games to try to figure out exactly what, 
how do we like have the best defense and the best offense combined together to be able to win games? Um, and then the second part is conference, right? You have to win enough conference games to then hopefully get to that UMAC tournament, win that to go on to regionals. Um, so the first part is what we're looking forward to right now because the second part is a long way away. Um, so we're really building up to kind of get to Oshkosh and be able to have that very first game and just to see where we're at. So. Right? Do you would you agree that it's kind of going to be a lot more of a rotation this oh, yeah. year and yeah. see where everybody's at? There's a lot of potential. Like, if you would ask me who I wanted, where I'd be like, well, they all do good. Like, <laughs> I tr sometimes, like as a catcher, like looking out in the field, there are people that you trust and people you're like, I don't know. Don't hit it there. <laughs> yeah, I don't. <laughs> maybe let's let, maybe let's not let's let the let them hit it to the other side of the field. But I don't know. I look out and I'm like. You could put anyone there and be like, okay, cool. You can you can have the ball all day. That's fine. You take it. So. Well, and the thing is also that you guys bring back so much of your lineup from mm -hmm. last year. Yeah. I mean, there's a couple of notable, obviously, departures from yeah. last year to this year. But, I mean, you guys were a very, very potent lineup last year, mm -hmm. and most of that is coming back. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, most of, the, most of the key contributors in your lineup are coming back, and you've got some good freshmen that came in. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be a different-looking – you know, it, the team is going to look the same in a lot of ways, but it's also going to be much deeper, and there's going to be a lot more yeah. talent. And I know you and I have talked about this yeah. a bit. Um, and so far, it sounds like the practices are going pretty well, yeah. based on what you've told me. A lot of energy, which I think is great. It's easy to just show up and kind of go through the motions at practice, especially when you've been outside on a Tuesday and now you're inside on a Wednesday. But we really haven't had that issue. I would say we like to scrimmage on Sunday, so – funny things pop up, right? Our team is really, really close this year, mm -hmm. right? And it happened this Sunday. Like, we like to play together, and they have so much fun playing together that sometimes they lose that competitiveness. It's like me versus you. So as I was telling the team, it's fun then because the coaches get to then kind of throw little curveballs in right. because you got to compete against somebody. So if it's harder for us to compete against each other, then you can compete against the coaches, and that's fun too. Um, so it's just making sure that we keep that competitiveness while also making sure that we're focused and kind of bringing that energy. And so far, I mean, it's been great. Um, I just enjoy going to practice and watching kind of the team go at it and get it done. Um, so what have you thought about practice so far? Well, we skipped all the rotational, uh, what do you call it? The stations. Yeah. There's stations all the time, and we go station to station to yep. station. And they're fun, but then you're with, like, the same people. Like, I think this year is the first year I actually was, like, like, I was talking to Cam about it. Like, I saw Cam inside and was, like, by her for, like, 10 minutes. And I was, like, this is weird because you're an outfielder and I'm an infielder, and we are never together inside. So it's fun to be able to, like, make connections with – the outfielders and the infielders this early in the season when normally it's like we're split into two groups, they're going to do their rotations, we're going to do our rotations, we're going to switch. And now we're like all together. So it's like now I actually can talk to the outfielders. Yeah. It's fun. And it's part of that advantage of having the 24 days. Yeah. Like we did all of that stuff in November and December, right, right? to yep. make sure we're getting swings and our fundamentals between – our corners and our middle infielders and our outfielders. So now, like, we can run things with the left side of the field instead right. of just infield and outfield. So, yeah, I think it goes back to kind of our practices are more energetic because we're just further along because of kind of the rule change. So, you mentioned there that there were some departures. And so, the, I guess, the, the elephant in the room is the pitching rubber. Yeah. And, yep. That, that's a big loss. Sure. You know, you, you lost your mail carrier there. Yeah, so, sure. you know, what, what does that look like? Yeah, I think that 
we're going to distribute the even the innings different this year obviously I mean Taylor was a phenomenal pitcher for us especially when the game is on the line I mean she wanted to be in the circle and as a pitcher and you know you caught her like that competitiveness that edge is just huge Um, so I do think that it's going to be a little different this year that there's probably going to be someone that opens and then someone that closes which we didn't necessarily have to do the last few years the nice thing is with our five pitchers we have a really good they're all different, which mm-hmm. is huge. Variety. You know, the variety's big. It's it's hard when you have the same pitcher because so what you switch this fifty five mile per hour fastball throw with a fifty four mile per hour fastball right, throw. Yeah. Right. There's no different. Right. Um, but a good example, we brought in a transfer Bella. Um, she throws hard, and then we have Emma Pillion that's returning as our lefty, and she spins the ball and gets the, that weak contact. So the combination between those two is just great. Um, so I think you're going to see this year a lot different look from our pitching staff in how we do the innings um, and just kind of planning out things different. Um but hopefully it'll kind of create the same atmosphere that we've had and the same kind of consistent that consistency that we've had in the pitching circle the last few years. So well and this is the most I think this is the most amount of pitchers that you've had on a roster since For you've sure. been here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean it's usually been you know two or three I yeah. think that have basically been you know kind of carrying the mail for you and and you know now you've got five on the roster so mm-hmm. there's a little bit more depth and there's a little bit more options now mm-hmm. also to consider instead yeah. of you know where last year you might you know shuttle in it was Taylor for the most part, and Emma would come in every so often, and then they would kind of spell each other. Mm-hmm. Now you've got five options, yep. and you know, um, you know, it it'll be interesting because it, it gives you some extra options I know you for haven't sure. had before. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, the nice thing is for us too; those a lot of our pitchers play other positions, and they can hit too. So it's figuring out. If they're not pitching, do we need them in the field? Or if they're not pitching, do we need their bat in the lineup and kind of figuring that stuff out? Um, but it'll look different. I don't always think different necessarily a bad thing, right? It's tougher as a coach. It's a lot easier just to be like, all right, this person's pitching. Sounds good. Like, let's go out there. It's going to be a lot more feel this year um, of, okay, like, I don't know, second time around the order, they're starting to get hit a little harder. Is it time to make a change? So that'll be a little different. But I'm excited for a new challenge because the last thing you want kind of as a coach is to just do the same thing every year. So it'll be a new challenge. We'll certainly miss Taylor. You can't replace Taylor. I mean, she's phenomenal. Can't take anything away from her, especially in those big moments. She wants the ball, and I always love that about her. Um, But – it's a different look, and we'll kind of see what this season brings. I always come in here in the end of February or March and say one thing, and all of a sudden we're a completely different team by the time we get to <laughs> UMAC in May. So, you know, it's we'll kind of see how it all plays out. We have the pieces. We just have to figure out how the pieces work best. So, Who are some of those other pieces? Yeah, so we have five pitchers we mentioned. I think Bella, um, our freshman transfer, is going to be a huge part of that. We transferred in Bailey O'Donnell. Her sister Bree played women's basketball here. I think she's going to be a big piece. Sam Swartz and Georgia are sophomores that returning. They're going to have to take over in the circle a little bit. Um, and then other freshman-wise, uh, Indigo Fish is from Superior. She's a phenomenal athlete, and she's just a competitor. Um, she's one of those ones similar to probably Ellie in a good she's way. Scary. She's scary. In a good way. Like you say, punch goes who? 
You're like, what? <laughs> she's a, so she played hockey, so she's an enforcer. Okay. She's an she, enforcer. She's like, the kid you want. If on the I team. got in trouble and I need to call someone, I'm calling her. Like, <laughs> come fight for me. Yes. Come on. She's awesome. So she's going to be a huge part of our lineup. Defensively, I don't know where she plays. You know, so a good example of what it looks like, Ellie, for example, if Ellie's not catching, I want her bat in the lineup, right? So does that make her the DP or does that make her the third baseman? And if she's the third baseman, then what do we do with Carly Stuckmeyer, another freshman that's a phenomenal third baseman? And if Carly's going to second base, then where is Lily Hansen or Sam Swartz going to go? Because they're also a big part of our team. Um, so that's kind of the rotation we're talking about this year. Um, and it's I think we're going to be – 14, 15, 16 strong that are going to get consistent playing time, which is awesome. Well, in that so. lineup, I mean, you're looking at the players that come back. You've yep. got Zoe, Jenna mm -hmm. Hoops is coming back. You've got Ellie. You've yep. got you know, Larissa. I mean, these are all mm -hmm. players that are hitting 315 above, and yeah. um, you know, a couple of them have power. You yeah, know, Mackenzie Lesha sure. is another one. She was hit know? nine for us last year, right? Yeah, I yeah, mean. A, yeah. <laughs> you know, and you know, she hit almost 400 and uh -huh. had four home runs. Yeah. So. You know, there's a lot of options. We were talking about the options in the circle. You've got a lot of options in that lineup too, 100%. trying to figure out where people are going to be. So, yeah. and it's I don't think it's going to be uh, we figure it out game one and that's it forever. Like Ellie hit five, Ellie's hit three, Ellie let off the <laughs> UMAC tournament. Like it's just you don't know. Like there's sometimes parts that work really well in a season because we have 39 games, right? So I don't think you can get stubborn. Like it's okay that your lineup from game one is different from your lineup from game 39, right? right yeah. So I don't think it's going to be all figured out and nice and wrapped up like it has in the past that we're just like, okay, this is our lineup and we're going to roll with it and let's see what happens. We saw that a little bit more last year. I mean, Izzy Lingle came in and got the game-winning hit in the championship. That was as, awesome. Yeah, that was as awesome. a pinch hitter. That was cool. awesome. You know, yeah. so we have even more of that this year because if you're talking about who's going to come in and hit, Bella can hit, Jenna Hoops can hit, we know that. Zoe and Ellie have to be in the lineup. We know Izzy can hit. So all of these people are fighting for one DP spot and to be in the field. Right. And whoever doesn't get in there is our first, second, third person off the bench to hit. I mean, that's pretty phenomenal. Yeah. Um, so it'll be exciting to kind of see how it all works. And I think our team this year especially is really pulling for each other um, in a different way than we've probably had in the past. So I'm excited to kind of see how that works. Her class is just a really big class that are now upperclassmen yeah. um, for the first time. So they are having the chance to lead and I think they're doing a phenomenal job. And Ellie is one of our junior captains. I give her a lot of credit. She is, I would say at times has to be the bad cop, which is an uncomfortable position for her, but she does it really well. They're getting better at it. For sure, you know, and <laughs> she builds a relationship she needs, but there always has to be someone that's okay being like, no, this is the standard and we need to work to that. Um, and Ellie's done a great job doing that for us this year. Larissa Snyder is another one of our captains and she kind of works with that too. And then Zoe kind of keeps, as another captain, keeps all our energy up I'd say and kind of keeps everything positive which you definitely need to so the three of them as captains are doing a really great job leading the team well it's interesting too because those three personalities are very different very yeah, different really they're different. all they're they're all very different I mean Larissa is very focused mm -hmm. um, you know if you sit down and start talking to Larissa about softball she'll talk to you about it for a long time yeah. but you get the sense that she's very very focused on mm -hmm. Okay, we, we need to do this to be successful. Mm -hmm. We need to, you know, and Zoe is just, she's happy, she's smiley. She's one of those people that keeps everybody kind of light. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Ellie, <laughs> you know, she's kind of this, the, 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 the little bit more of the quiet, silent type. Not, not quite as Has silent, anyone ever I think. called you that before? No, that's well, well, like in the time that I've, like, that I've been like, that I've got a chance to know you. A little more soft-spoken at times, but, you know. 
Oh boy, you and Matt have to yeah, hang out. Yeah, we have to hang, have to hang out, out more and hang out more. But I mean, the personalities are very different yeah. between all of them, and that's that's sort of I think what, what makes up good captains though too is that you have to have all those different personalities in order to you know kind of get things done. Um, you know, and, and even the relationship between, you know, Zoe and, and Larissa is completely mm-hmm. different. Like the personalities are, yeah. are like, you know, I mean, I want to say it's apples to oranges, but they're, they have a very different approach. Mm-hmm. And so when you have that, you know, and, and you throw, you know, Elliot in the mix, mm-hmm. you've got three different approaches to how yeah. the game should be played. That's, I think, when you have that kind of leadership in a group, it, it's more of a strength than anything else. Yeah. You know, and I don't I know, Elliot, if you feel the same way, but that's, you know, when you have to have... Like you said, now your Lacton has the bad cop. I don't know if that's. I mean, I think that the strong, silent, yeah, bad the, cop. the strong, silent, <laughs> the bad silent cop. One. I think that we all have our strengths and we all have our weaknesses, so that's helpful at times. Like yeah. there are times when like someone's upset, and I'm like, Zoe, she's upset. You should go talk to her. I can tell, but I'm not going to say the right thing. So like knowing that we can lean on each other when things get hard is right. helpful. Yeah. Do you try to keep things light as a captain? I mean, do you try to keep things as, as light as, as possible? I mean, is that some is that your approach, or are you more of a... Depends on the day. Depends on the day? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I think sometimes it's a little intense, and sometimes it's not intense at all. Okay. So the funny thing about Ellie that people don't know is that she's a complete morning person. I love the morning. She loves... Really? So we have an 8 to 10 practice tonight, so she'll okay. definitely struggle energy-wise, I would say. Is that fair? Probably. So she's going to need Zoe to help her, right, okay. and say energy. But that's the nice thing about having a team together as long as we've been together. Like, we're fully aware of each other's strengths and weaknesses, right? Yeah. And how, like, this might not be Ellie's practice to shine as a captain, but she knows that she can lean on other people to do that. Um, And it's funny because just like our captains, like our coaching staff is all very different in that sense too, that like some of us love mornings and some of us love nighttimes. And that's just, I think, like you said, like that makes a successful team. It does. It's nice that we, and we work a lot in leadership, especially this year on just getting to know each other's strengths and weaknesses and not being afraid to not be perfect. Like, I'm yeah. having a bad day today. Like, I need your help. And there's yeah. nothing wrong with that, right? One bad day can't turn into two, three, four. Yeah. But we're not, we're human and we have emotions and sometimes they're not perfect and sometimes we're tired and we have bad days. But yeah. I think this year we worked really hard on learning that about each other and our signals and kind of figuring out how to help each other. So, yeah. communicating it. Communicating, like, yeah. You can have a bad day and bring it into practice, but like, I don't know. I told you about this the other day. I was yeah. catching for George, and I was not having a good day. And George was blah, 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 blah. I'm like, George, I really don't want to talk right now. <laughs> and she, I was like, I'm not having a good day. It's not You didn't do anything, but like, right. I just don't want to talk right mm-hmm. now. You could talk. I'm just not going to respond. She was like, okay. And we had a great bullpen session. Like, it was fine. I just had to set the boundary. Like, I don't want to talk. But that's that's part of being a teammate, right? Yeah. Like, that's yeah. part of being a, a team captain. Sometimes you do have to do that. Yeah. Because I had to do that. I was a team captain. I'm one of those, you know, it's just like, look, okay, this isn't the greatest time. Um, you can talk and, you know, do your thing. But for me, I'm, I'm just, I'm trying to zero in on what yeah. I'm trying to do here. And cause I just want to get this day over with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I want to go yeah. to bed. Yeah, exactly. You know, but that's, that's part of being a leader though, mm-hmm. is being able to be mature enough to say that and to say, look, I, it's nothing personal. I'm not mad at you. Yeah. I'm not upset with anything that you've done. I'm just having a really bad day and I'm really tired right now. You know, and we'll catch up on this later on. Can we talk about this later? Mm-hmm. You know, like that. Exactly. But that, but that's that maturity factor, yep. right? And that's what that's what's nice with having you know Ellie and and Zoe with you is the fact that they're juniors now. You know, when you're coming as a freshman, you're still trying to feel it out yep. and try to figure out, okay, how am I going to communicate with, with my teammates if I'm having a bad day? Am I just going to be like lose my mind altogether? Because that doesn't help anything. Yeah. 
But now, you know, you're three years in, and now you know each other a little bit better. You know how the program works. You know what, what Coach Fracker's, you know, expectations are. Here's how we got to go about it. You know, this is just how we're going to do it. Yeah. And so that that's a little bit of the that that's part of the maturing process. You go from a freshman up to an upperclassman, and being able to just be up and say, "Hey, look, here's the story," <laughs> you know. And uh, you know, I get the sense that you know, you know, each captain kind of you learn that as you go along. You know, everybody approaches that a little bit differently. I was always somebody that tried to do that. I mean, I was one of those guys that like if, if I felt my emotions were getting the best of me in a game, I, w- I would ask to come out for a second, and I got to get take a deep breath here, quick, you know, for a second. Like when I, that was when I was playing basketball mm-hmm. mostly, but, um, yeah, I mean that, but that's a maturity factor again mm-hmm. that you just don't have when you have younger players, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, and when you have, you know, Georgia's a sophomore, you know, and you've got freshmen coming in, they're not going to know, mm-hmm. you know, so you got to have the upperclassmen or the leaders actually step up and just be able to one to say that. And I'm glad that's, that story is, I like that story because mm-hmm. it shows again, as a captain that you had that maturity to be able to say, Hey, look, <laughs> let's just get through the session. And it was a really <laughs> good one. It was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know, but I, I'm, I, I was glad to hear that maturity, though, that, you know, that you were able to say, hey, look, <laughs> we can talk about this maybe tomorrow and, like, in the morning or something when I'm, you know, when I'm feeling better. But right now I'm just trying to get through this session and then we'll move on. Yeah, and, I mean, for me it's really fun. They were my first recruiting class, so now we get to see them as juniors, and it's been a quick three years. <laughs> um, but it's fun to watch, especially their group, mature into like just great leaders and like just fantastic young women and that's just been a really rewarding part which yes wins and losses are great I hate losing just like Ellie hates losing right we all do but like when you talk coaching that's the best part of it Um, so it's just been really rewarding especially this year with the junior class to watch them come into themselves kind of as juniors and upperclassmen so yeah yeah there's some lead by example there too I mean, we were joking a little bit before we went on about two black eyes and stitches, and yet you're out there (laughs) still calling a game, and you're still going up and getting hits and everything. That's a lead-by-example thing, too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so for people that don't know the story, Ellie got black eyes because she got hit by the stitch of the ball in her nose. I'm just making sure we understand why. Before the game started. Before yes, the game before the started. game started. That's right. This is during warm-ups, right? This like, is during warm-ups. Yeah. yeah. So just making sure where that context comes from. Um, and Ellie's such a competitor. You can get the whole story if you watch the lap we did last year because yes. we did talk about that. Yeah, yeah we did. It's, <laughs> great, it's a great story. Um, but Ellie is somebody that she wants to be on the field every single inning of every single game. And sometimes we have to pull her back because she will catch every inning of all 39 games this year if we let her. Without a complaint, with the most competitive spirit ever, does that mean her body's in the best place for the UMAC tournament? No. It's just like pitchers, right? You can roll a pitcher out there and they can throw every inning of every game, but are they in the best spot physically to be able to then compete for a championship? Um, But I love Ellie's competitive spirit, especially when it's directed at not like intramural volleyball and our roommates a little bit. Um, so when it's in the right spot, it's phenomenal. I, I, I think that was a call out right there. Whoa! I've heard all I think kinds her, of stories about captain, intramural just, volleyball. Uh, okay, here, are, are we going to be going against each other in the dodgeball tournament on Thursday? I oh my. Just not. wait. Just wait. <laughs> I have a competitive itch that needs to be scratched. <laughs> well, here we go. See, this, this is team captain stuff right here. <laughs> the volleyball thing, though, once the when they were mad because I wasn't staying in my spot, I was like, the ball is moving. 
I'm going to move to the ball. Like, I don't understand. You're there. I'm there. The ball is going there. So I'm going to go there. Which is not what you're supposed to do in volleyball. <laughs> it's like well, six-year-old soccer. Well, then how does the ball get hit? The person standing in the spot the ball goes to but is supposed to be that person. What if it goes person. in between two spots? Then the people communicate to get it. Not the third person running from across the court <laughs> to get it. It's a good pass. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I feel like I feel like we're about to go because for those of you who don't know, before we went on camera, we were all me and Coach Fracker and Ellie were sitting in, in Coach Fracker's office, and we got into this debate about pancakes. Now, please be on my side. <laughs> well, because okay, so I walked in, and, and the question was, Ellie asked me if I put my syrup on top or around the outside of the pancakes. Coach Fracker and I both agreed that Hold we put on, it on. Hold let, on, let, okay. let John respond. Yeah, just what do you think, Garves? Yeah, where do you, do you, where where do you, do you pour the syrup on top or on the outside? On top. Sorry, Ellie. <laughs> Ellie was very adamant. She was adamant that you go around the outside. Yeah, into absorbed, the yeah. Yeah. Because And we explained that's exactly what we want to happen. But when you. And you put it on top and it absorbs. This is it. what happens yeah. in but Coach you, Fracker's office. By the time you get to want to eat it, you have to put more syrup on. That's not a bad thing. just. Have it on the side. <laughs> or do both. And just dunk it right in and call her good. Just do both so then it's like the syrup is like absorbed. And your and ratio then of syrup then to more. pancake is syrup pancake. Yeah, please. Don't you want it like? No. No. Nope. See, now I, I will say this, okay? I do agree with you on that you want the ratio right. Yeah. But so I only pour on once. I don't pour on anymore. Oh. But then by so, the time you get through the pancake, the, the ending is dry. All your syrup is gone. All your syrup is gone. So, you, well, how big is the stack now we're talking about? What's an average stack? Well, usually three. three. Three? Yeah. So, I mean, if you pour on enough. Now, the argument here, by the way, is that the pancake itself is kind of spongy, right? So it, it soaks up. That's yeah. the, Well, that's yeah, the, that's, yeah. It's, it's meant if to absorb. If you have a stack yes. of three, all the syrup goes in the first pancake. Well, you got two more pancakes down there. Well, yeah, but that's why you cut it up. You, you just keep pouring more syrup on? No, you cut No, you know what I do? I actually lift. Like, I used to lift them up and then put it like... You guys are doing so much work. You just put it that on the side, so dip it in, eat it. Typically, yeah. I Efficient. do do the work that doesn't make any sense and then yeah. forget that there's a more logical way to go. And there is a wild card. Honestly, way. never given it this much thought. <laughs> well, and there's a wild card in this conversation that we had, too. What do you do with the butter? Do you put it right on top of the first one or do you, like... No, you have to evenly distribute the butter. Right, yeah. So Some the, people at the stable don't use any butter. Coach Fracker accused uh, Elliot Diamond using the butter. Well, she which, twitched her nose. <laughs> she ran it off my face. She twitched her nose <laughs> in the way that tells me that uh, I don't really do it, but I'm going to get involved in this argument. Yeah. <laughs> so. so, I mean. No, but, you evenly distribute the butter. Okay. Yeah. Before you, before you add syrup. Well, obviously. I do that, too. Like, the first oh, thing, the first step no. is the butter and then the left up and right. then the syrup. Yep. And the left up. That's what I do. But I don't do the lift up on the syrup, no. No. You don't do the lift up on the syrup? You just do it on the, I just, on the top. Right over the top. Okay, okay. Let it soak in. Eat a little bit. Add some more. Mm-hmm. And I, but, I, but I'm totally okay with my ratio being like this. Yeah, I'm okay with that too. Well, another thing is, I mean, I can see what Ellie's talking about though, because I, I don't know personally anyone who has done it. I'd like to actually kind of observe this phenomenon, but I could understand her point though about like, yeah. doing it on the outside though too. So you just I, it. I understand yeah. it, but it's, yeah, it's I, not a preference. It's not a preference. Yeah. For you. No. Okay. I'm going to no eat more pancake than you are because I'm going to have way more time to eat more pancakes. That is completely fair. You over here, syrup. More yeah, because I like to make sure everything's set before I eat because I don't have to do it twice. Exactly. And Fracker's point was that she actually cuts up the pancakes. Like we so should have done it. this on location today. <laughs> yeah, we should have oh. gotten over to Perkins. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. 
okay. we could test it out. <laughs> <laughs> we could actually go over to per- Perkins and get a couple sacks of pancakes and see how this works. <laughs> There's no wrong way to eat pancakes. The correct. only wrong thing is no. not eating pancakes. Correct. I think correct. we can all agree with correct. that. Very correct. Yeah. Correct. Okay. That's, that is also correct. And yes. the debate about whether it's pancakes or French toast, that's for another day. They're two different things. They are, yeah. but what's better? Why do you have to choose what's better when you can have two different things? They are two different things, but the question is Doesn't what's it just better? depend on what you're in the mood for, though? Usually, yes. Yeah? Usually, I mean, yes. Is, am I, am have, I wrong about this? You do have the people that will say, no, French toast is better than pancakes. Is it? They're the same. They're, they're different No, you're not things. the same. You can't compare apples and oranges. This is true. It is they, true. They're very different. Well, then the other question I asked her is Belgian waffles. Like, how do you put the syrup and the butter on your Belgian waffles? And the point was is that waffles are a different story now. Because mm-hmm. they're, cr- they're crunchy, so yeah. you just get it on there. And <laughs> one more time. <laughs> That's how you do the syrup. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so if I ever see Ellie doing that, I'll be like, she must they're be fine. eating a waffle. Just <laughs> 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 Ellie's eating a, she's, yeah, she's eating a waffle. Yeah. But that was the like that was the basis of our conversation. <laughs> Heck way. of a debate down there. Yes, yeah. it was. Yeah. It was. It was pretty intense. Like we had a pretty long talk about that. I mean, we talked about different types of syrup and butter and waffles, Belgian waffles, and then we talked about the pancakes. So it was. Yeah, it was pretty involved. Wow. Yeah. C- coming next week, Twizzlers versus Red Vines. I mean, oh, oh no, that debate. I don't know. Like, Twizzlers girls. You uh, can use the Twizzlers as a straw. You can. you can do that. That is true. Dual That's function. True. That is. That is. I've function. never tried it, but you could. I like it. Dual function. <laughs> yeah. It's very scientific of you. It is. It is. She's very scientific in her thought process. That's one of the things I've learned is. about Ellie. Yeah. Uh, she's very way. analytical. I think like yeah. the last two hours that we've had an actual conversation. Yeah, well, like, it's yeah, been. Yeah, now that you know she's not I've, really Well, I've, I've heard the stories, though, because you've told me some of the stories, yeah. and she's like, yeah, Ellie's very analytical. Very like, analytical. Like, <laughs> that's, yeah. which it's is fine. I, as a catcher, I feel like you have to be analytical. Like, right. it's, it's hard not to be analytical when you're the one in charge of basically controlling the entire field. So it would that's be true. very difficult to be a catcher and not analyze everything at all times just so. that project that she was doing last semester uh-huh. i mean i would not have yeah. the patience to do that no. i can't believe that you did it but that, that is that's really impressive though yeah. so I, I can a, see why ellie's a phenomenal student she's a great softball player and she also holds down several jobs one of them at the mwc front desk and then she also is a transporter at the hospital so yeah yeah she is job. a busy girl but does a phenomenal job well, let me let me ask this then like what is okay so now you're in your junior year you've got another year to go after this what is your long-term plan then post-school? Because I, you know, I just figured this out like a month ago. Did you really? Yeah. Okay. Okay. The plan. I'll probably have to take a gap year, but I'm going to go to med school. Okay. For emergency medicine. That's the plan. Okay. Okay. Are you one of those people that changes your plans pretty frequently? Well, I haven't. I can't really change a plan if you don't have it, right? Well. I, yeah. That, so, that's true. So you so, so no. you do have a plan. Okay. So this is like this plan just is this the first plan that you've put together? Yeah. Okay. She was a little delayed in wanting to put a plan together. Yeah. Okay. But okay. then she did, thankfully, and it's gonna be great. She's gonna be phenomenal at emergency oh, yeah. medicine. Yeah, so. I could I could definitely Except see when that. it's happening to me. Except when it's happening to you like a nose injury. <laughs> well you know what <laughs> though, but a that, whole that's story that goes with it. it that's it was a not phenomenal necessarily story. I would say an, an emergency situation other than the fact that she has to catch the game. It it was an emergency but, situation. It wasn't, but it people thought it was in an emergency eyes, situation. Ellie at I did, one I did see point the picture. called Morgan a liar as heard in the walk around, <laughs> right? And then she was standing there. This entire time, I just pull out a new she lineup card. Move. I didn't move. Well, 
Morgan was there. Coach Hunker is a volunteer fireman. Half the team ran to Ellie. Her parents, I looked over, and they did not seem all that worried. They disowned me. (laughs) They did not seem. (laughs) So her parents were there, too. So I just... I hear, oh, no, Ellie broke her nose. I'm like, okay, well, time to blow a new lineup card. <laughs> Just finish that one. Well, like, here's a, do you come from a family of, of healthcare workers? Let me ask you that. Yeah, my mom works at the hospital. Okay, see, this is why there was no reaction because yes. my mom was a hospital nurse, and, man, you like, if I had my arm ripped off, she yes. would not have responded. She would have been like, oh, okay, well. This is not call the, ambulance. the <laughs> first time that Ellie has – bled either like she hit right. her head on a diving board so her parents got that phone call <laughs> that's what she before I she came in my mom you face at work i was mom, like yeah. hey mom yeah guess what happened to me i got that <laughs> picture in between your yeah. senior year in high school and when you came here as a freshman hey coach look what i did she's had like the strips right here that's funny on yeah. the yeah. kitchen counter healthcare worker counter. parents yeah, yeah. they yeah. don't respond to anything like my sister had her jaw broken and ended up having to go to the hospital she got a serious concussion during a soccer game she was playing against the uh, – she was playing for the state team in Minnesota against the state team from Wisconsin. And this girl came over and just cleaned her clock and broke her nose and her jaw up, her, up here. And she bled everywhere. She, you know, and she was pretty much delirious because she had a concussion. And my mom's response was, well, okay, I guess we got to go to the hospital. Like, it's, you know. Because <laughs> like, you're going to go there and you're going to sit for hours and hours. Yeah, exactly. Seven different people are going to come and ask you the same questions. That's just yeah. how the process works. But, like, yeah, I mean, but it was very, like, healthcare workers as parents, nothing ever, like, you could have the worst injury in the world. And they'll be like, yep, all right, well. Let's go to the hospital. We got to go to the ER and have this looked at. You know, they yep. they never get upset about anything because they see it all day long, every right. day, and they they know it. Whereas you have the parents that sometimes will just freak out and like run on the field or do whatever. Mm-hmm. Healthcare she, parents don't do that. <laughs> Ellie was right back behind there the next day, so catching away. And that's what my parents would have been like. Yeah, good for you. You still played. Broken nose and all. Yeah. It's like, okay, yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah, we were. I'm glad I made you proud, Mom. The first game we were down and Ellie was on the bench. Oh I said, Ellie, God. grab your helmet. You're going to hit. And she I was like, yelled. oh, my she, God. No, no, no. I was like, I should have asked her parents if they Time were comfortable with her coming into this <laughs> She game. looked at me and went, are you good? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> no, are you good? And I was like, that's because her first response is like, yeah. I said, no. <laughs> yeah. She was like, we were winning the game. Then we ended up, I think, tied or losing. So we needed Ellie to go in there to get a hit. And she did, which was great. But, yeah, I, I, I'm intense during games. I'm competitive. I, I like to win. I can't so, tell at all. Yeah. No. I'm very, yeah. yeah I can't tell at all. Quiet, <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. Some things that you guys remember because it happens to you. Like, there's so much stuff as a coach that happens in a game. That I like, it's not that I don't necessarily remember those moments, but I just don't vividly remember them as much as the stories that I hear back from players at right. times. So. Yeah. That's what you said. Are you good? Yes, coach. And you were. You got up there and you got a hit. <laughs> so you were good. Yep, exactly. So it worked out great, and we ended up winning that game. And then you caught the next game. Then you had to turn your entire head to be able to look at me because of your stitch in your eyesight. Yeah, really with her, I was like, yeah, because oh. normally like it's you could just see out uh, the side of your eye, but yeah, we have but a stitch there. No, no, no. So she just kept looking at me with those two black eyes and the stitch. <laughs> I have to find that photo. It's a good it's a great photo. photo. Yeah, it's a great one. It was the debate what went on the wall out here, but. She picked her one that she had a home run at home, which I love too. That one was great too. That's a yeah. good one. The two, mm-hmm. the two arms in the air. Yeah, yeah that was pretty I was cool. Flying. Yeah, <laughs> called her fairy pitcher. It's very cute. 
<laughs> she looks like she's trying to take off. Yeah, I was off the ground. Yeah, I know you, you were. were. You were. It looks like I, I now like it's old, old. But in the '90s, they had like that one fairy thing that was like in the frame or in like the little stand that you hit the button. It goes. Oh yeah, they, they flew into the yes, fireplace. Yes, that's exactly it, and that's what it always reminded me of. That little. <laughs> I love those moments of like exhilaration. You know, it's like that yeah. moment where you're just like. <laughs> that's the best thing it ever. Awesome. You know, and you get that expression when you hit the, yeah. you know, because Zoe had it when she hit the Grand Slam mm-hmm. against Bethany. Oh, and that was an adrenaline rush. <laughs> yeah. I was watching. I was like, yes! I don't have to hit now! <laughs> <laughs> Were you on deck in that one? Yeah. <laughs> Joy is a pity behind <laughs> Zoe. That's I love hitting like behind Zoe. Behind Zoe so much. Yes! Oh, she took care of it. Perfect. Yeah, Thanks, exactly. Zoe. Yeah, Good Thanks, job. Zoe. <laughs> Shout out to the roommate. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Love yeah. you, Zoe. <laughs> Final thoughts. See, this is why I love this team, though. Mm-hmm. It's just this entire thing because we went from talking about the season and the team and the, the captains and the you know kind of the chemistry between the players and all the different options, lineups, pitching, all that kind of stuff. But this is what makes it cool. These little stories, you know, that we have where we're we end up talking about everything from uh, pancakes to you know uh, hitting home runs and Ellie catching with two black eyes. I mean, that's 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 what makes college athletics cool to me. Right. Know, is, is that kind of stuff? Because at the end of the day, we can talk about all this stuff, and we do, um, and we do care about it. But at the end of the day, also, it's it's really cool to get to know the human beings that are behind it all, and that's that's the best part for me. That's that's why I really I do this job, and I know John similar for you too. Mm-hmm. That's why that's why we do what we do, right? You know, so uh, I want to thank both of you for doing for coming in and, and being so honest and being so forthright because in the past your team has always been that way, and may that continue because I love it. Yeah. I think it's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we appreciate obviously being here and getting to share a little bit about our season and I'm glad Ellie got to come on too she had a little break in the day which is great I know she has class coming up here but yeah I think that it's going to be an exciting season I think our team will look a little different in the way we go about things um, but I'm excited to see how the juniors and then Jenna and Jess kind of help lead the team and as we always say like we are just kind of steering the ship whatever direction the rest of the team wants to go so I'm excited to kind of see the direction that uh, the 2024 team kind of leads it so yeah I'm going to agree more all right that'll do it for this week's episode we want to thank Ellie and coach Fracker from the softball team for coming by for the big sound Matt Johnson I am John Garver thank you for watching I have the swarm Thank you.